This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we're going in a totally different direction today, and it is about peacemaking. So our question for today, Michael, is, are we to be gentle, gracious, and loving to non-believers? I want you to imagine a couple scenarios. I want you to imagine you're reading in the New Testament, and you hear the story of the Good Samaritan, right? Literally the idea that somebody who's a non-believer, you could just let them die outside. Well, that's what the priest and the Levite did. Right. Hey, walk around this guy. In the New Testament, the Old Testament, you find like this idea that the Gentiles are dogs. Like there Mm -hmm. was this cultural loathing. And in fact, if you're new to the Bible, it's hard to distinguish what behaviors God is supporting and what behaviors he's not, right? And so when you read anything in the Gospels, it assumes actually that you have some base knowledge of God's moral foundations. So when the priests do this, like you should know if you've read the Bible a little bit that, no, this is bad. Yeah, their behavior is not justified and is not righteous. But some people don't know all that. Or or imagine with me, you grew up in a fire and brimstone church and the mm-hmm. pastor every single week is, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, da, 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 you know, pounding yeah. his fist, whatever. Like, imagine if that's your world. Imagine if uh, you turn the TV on and people who are self-proclaimed Christians, either liberal or conservative, are constantly bashing those who don't yeah. agree with them yeah. or, or whatever else. You know, imagine, though, that you grew up the son or daughter of the person who sits on the on the side of this road in Chicago with the bullhorn screaming, you're you're going to go to hell unless you trust in Christ and saying angry, angry things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or imagine if you're the non-Christian and the only experience you've had with Christians was on your Christian campus with the people with the bullhorn and Christians saying terrible things to you. You know what I mean? So if you are a part of Village Church, this probably seems like a strange question to you. Like, are we to be gentle, gracious, and loving to non-believers? And of course, like, if you're at all familiar with maybe our heart or our context, Well, of course, the answer is yes, and believers, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I could also see a world where somebody says, well, if believers treat each other with such hostility, then how much more unbelievers? You you know what I mean? So the question isn't crazy. The question could be coming from so many places and experiences that are legitimate. Like, as a parallel to this, I hear people tell me their hurt stories and their pain stories from churches they've gone to. And I think to myself— like, are Christians crazy? Like, do pastors really say this kind of stuff? And then— Sadly, yes. I take a minute and I think about my pain stories yeah. and some of the ridiculous things that have been said to me. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So there's a lot of crazy out there. And so you—well, if, if this is you, you didn't listen to this podcast. But you might look at this and be like, that's a ridiculous question. Of course, we're supposed to be gentle, gracious, and loving to non-believers. But like, okay, Christian, you go to church on a Sunday morning and um, you have three families visit— well, their only experience with Christians and churches might be bad. Yeah. And what we're learning more and more yeah. is that that's actually really plausible. It's more common than we want to realize. Yeah. And so let's go at the question and answer it. What I try to do at the beginning is build maybe some empathy to why this yeah. question's coming. But uh, here's what I think is just a good flat answer. Absolutely. Gentleness, graciousness, and loving kindness to non-believers is really important. Sure. Absolutely. Especially, let me let me give some caveats here, especially when you're talking about faith. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about faith, especially in those moments, is a unique level of graciousness, non-combativeness, yep. 
a non-Christian is starting from a completely different worldview than a Christian would. Otherwise, they would be a Christian. <laughs> and so, like, of course, there's not going to be agreement. And I think, especially in less mature Christians, when there's disagreement, we get emotionally yeah. heated, you know, like, oh, how could you not see this? Well, there are some things that are spiritually discerned, the scriptures say, and before they actually understand them, they're going to have to have the Spirit. They're going to have to have the Holy Spirit in order right. to enlighten them. So, and then there's all this whole category where Christians mix up politics and faith, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, a non-Christian might be pro-abortion and pro-LGBTQ, like, transgendering issues and maybe just buying hook, line, and sinker into yeah. a liberal agenda. And you're like, want to get mad at them. And I'm like, well, you have to understand that in this culture, the only way to rise above that is to have a biblical worldview that you're being trained and supported in. Right. You know, we all default to the lowest common denominator that's of right. our culture. And if somebody is fully immersed in this culture, then of course they're going to think that because that's sure. been the only plausible narrative that's been supported for a while now, you yep. know? I think in some of these political discourses, we mix up faith in the gospel and politics, and we just get really angry about things. Yeah. And then if you're a Christian, you have to understand that the trick in the game of non-Christians is that the moment you get angry or upset, they throw the Christian card at yeah, you, and right. they're like, well, you're a Christian, so but you know, like as if I'm not yeah. allowed to feel or have emotions or be upset or something of the sorts. By the way, when non-Christians play that game with me, I don't let them play it. No, and I'm don't, like, don't oh, wait a minute, I don't, I'm not allowed to feel. I'm not allowed to be upset because, oh, because I'm a Christian, I can't have an opinion. I mm -hmm. can't disagree with you. Like, that's weak. That's yeah. just weak, you know. But that being said, uh, I try to say it a little nicer than that, but you get the point. But, of course, like, there's not an option for us to be jerks. Now, let me throw out a scenario that might apply to this. Okay. You have this really nice Christian. Um, they love the Lord, they're pretty gentle and gracious, et cetera, and they have a dad who is not a believer, and they want the dad to believe, um, but the dad does not treat the son or daughter well, mm. and um, this is your dad. Like, it's really, really hard to not—your sure. dad is a God, like, um, uh, given to you by God to be a God— image developer yeah, right. inside of you, you know? So like, this is a very emotional, heated relationship. And when the dad doesn't love you well, it's personal and it's emotional. Mm -hmm. And and there's sometimes it's okay to be angry. Like if you find out that your dad is lying or cheating on your mother, like, sure. I'm sorry, gentleness is done at that moment. Yep. And I'm going to have a word of rebuke, even though you're not a, a believer because common grace isn't everybody. Everybody understands a basic moral standing of a right way to deal with other people. He may not feel like it's being gracious in that moment, but like if I have a friend who's not a Christian, if you're going to really be my friend, one of the realities of being a friend with somebody is if I love you, you have a greater capacity to hurt me. That's right. You know what? You may really betray me or something ridiculous if you're a non-Christian, and, and I need the freedom to be able to say like, no, I'm kind of ticked off right now, and that's got to be okay. And so I think we have this game that we play that we're like, well, they're not a Christian, so they're allowed to do anything they want and be as mean as they want. I just have to sit here and take it passively. I just don't buy I, that. I agree with that. Rant over. Well, sorry. I just went on. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you're so patient. You're like, I have so much to say right <laughs> now. So and I'm like, say. blah, 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 but blah, you're doing blah, blah, blah. Right. And I agree with it. You know, Michael, like, shut up. When we're dealing with people that have yet come to a point in their life where they trust Jesus by faith, we expect them to come at life from a non-biblical worldview. We expect that. Now, does that mean that we should absolutely cower down and give in and, and never show an emotion? I think there's times that we need to lovingly confront them and say, hey, you know, really what you're thinking is pretty crazy. Let me point out where that line of thinking could go or eventually could go. I'm not sure how long ago 
either you said it or someone said it. If it was smart, it, it was, was smart. Me. It was you. Yeah, basically. But the point was, we never win people through an argument. If we're actually going to argue, argue. Now, I'm not talking about disagreement, but we're going to have a heated debate, argument. Which has got to be fine. We're not going to win people that way. I think it's mm-hmm. necessary at times. Mm-hmm. But we believe that the only way a person comes to faith in Jesus is not through an argument, but by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes that has to be fueled or instigated with an argument or with a confrontation. There's times that we have to do that. I think it's kind of funny that we're answering a question that someone asked Jesus. In uh, Matthew chapter 5, the religious leaders are pointing at Jesus, and Jesus says this. He says, you've heard that it was said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And he goes on and says how we are to deal with them and how we are to deal with those that treat us unjustly. Right. There is a a Jesus persona transferred to these texts. uh, And the Jesus persona is that he always whispered in gentleness and he's just so (laughs) big. And he's a pushover, you know? And I'm like, loving does not equal passive. Right. He was never passive. Get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Like, Jesus Whoa. was never, <laughs> never passive. Yeah. That's where I think that it's really easy to transfer our cultural notions of Jesus, which is why I love teaching because, oh, Jesus did that? You're like, I love dismantling all these false notions of who he is and reframing him as the scriptures show him to be, which That's is right. much more complex than meek. Yes. Like meek, I mean like the American definition of, uh, you know, like yeah. that. That's... I don't know if that voice, that sound made like transfers, (laughs) but I made a whole bodily motion here. I saw your physical expression in that that comment. So interesting that you would say that because tomorrow's question will be, if Jesus was a peacemaker, then why did he flip the tables over? Mm.